Blog Talk Radio. I'm Diane Byrne, and today we're speaking with Tim Davey, the president of Global Marine Travel. Tim and his staff are adept at working with mega yacht brokers, builders, and other industry members, as well as captains and crew in booking airlines, hotels, and related needs. But that's not the main reason why I invited him here today. Tim has met a number of captains and crew who, as citizens of countries other than the United States, often have questions about clearing into America and whether they need the assistance of pilots once in some U.S. waters. Others, unfortunately, have experienced problems with Customs and Border Patrol agents, even though their documents were fully in order. All of this is why Tim and his company are assets as founding members of the U.S. Superyacht Association, also known as USSA, which promotes the industry and serves as its voice within the United States. In fact, Tim has taken an active role in captain's briefings that the USSA holds both stateside and abroad. He's here to explain what those briefings have covered and what the USSA has in turn learned from the captains who attend. Now, before we start, a full disclosure here. I, too, am a founding member of the USSA, but my intention today is to help you listeners learn what many of us in the USSA have discovered and further open the lines of communication that captains and their owners have with people who can help them achieve what they need. So let's get started. Tim, thanks for joining us here on Megayot News Radio today. We're glad to have you. Great. Thanks very much for having me. You know, I usually like to start by asking people how they got into the yacht business. There's usually a pretty good story, um, you know, behind it. I know you grew up in New Zealand, so is that where you first got into boating? Yes, exactly. Um, uh, every Kiwi has a bit of a wanderlust and uh, mine turned to the sea and uh, was lucky enough to get a job and spent nine years at sea, um, uh, first of all in the galleys and then coming up through the purses um, before I had the, uh, the inclination to move back ashore and start my own company. Okay, sounds good. So when did you become aware of the USSA and why did you decide to get involved? Right. Well, um, in 2005, there were um, 11 companies um, based here in South Florida, and we got together, uh, and it started out really as a discussion. Um, and we quickly realized that there were a few things missing in the super yacht industry, and we said, well, is there an association out there to, to help us? And there wasn't. Um, and we had the idea of forming the association. Um, we we realized that the the center of gravity uh was shifting away from the united states as in other words the united states wasn't being the attention for the yards uh the builders and the cruising grounds and even the ownership was shifting away um and there was no unified voice to speak on those issues uh no synergy to impact any policy makers uh or to brand the US super yacht industry so that's really what we uh saw that there was a gap in the market and the need for an association like this okay sounds good now i know about um probably over the past 2 years or so the ussa has been holding these captains briefings that i mentioned earlier can you describe what the idea is behind them and 
about how many are held each year, you know, even if it varies? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, we, we, we do uh, approximately six captain's briefings. Um, uh, outside the United States, we do them in St. Martin and predominantly in January of each year. Uh, then we do them uh, around the United States, uh, Newport, Rhode Island. Um, we've been doing that since June of 06. Uh, we obviously do one at Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Um, we do one over in Seattle, and we're looking at one in, in San Diego right now. Uh, the idea of the, the captain's briefings is to bring up issues that, that matter in the commercial environment to the private yachts. Uh, you mentioned pilotage before. Um, that's a very big issue uh, in the fact that um, each port that you go into around the United States has their own pilotage regulations, and they vary from state to state. Um, and um, it affects the recreational yachts when they're entering the U.S. waters. And there's a lot of misinformation uh, surrounding that, and the captain's really not sure whether he should take a pilot or not. Um, so we want the captain's briefings um, help to address those. Then they go on to give updates um, um, on the shortage of uh, berths and what's being done about the dredging in U.S. ports and waterways. Um, we also tackle the immigration and customs border protection issues. Um, we try and clear up any misunderstandings with when it comes to immigration and visas. Uh, and really, the captain's briefings is about educating uh, the captains on what's the latest uh, changes in their industry, what they should be aware of, and where they can go to get help on those issues. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk a little bit more about the customs and immigration rules. Uh, you know, in the States these days, um, immigration is definitely a hot-button issue because of all of the concerns about illegal immigration and even terrorism. Um, and I think, unfortunately, because of all of that, entering the United States has become increasingly difficult for the captains and crew in our industry and you know, other, other international individuals as well, um, even though they have legitimate reasons to be here and have the legitimate documentation. What are some of the things that the USSA has learned from some of these captains and crew about the trouble that they've experienced? And you know, related to that, how is the USSA working to be an advocate on their behalf? Right. I think I'll tackle the, the second part of the question about how we're working to be an advocate on, on, on their behalf first. Um, we're actually working with Customs and Border Protection right now to produce a booklet uh, similar to what they have in the airline industry for all the airline travel personnel. And this booklet is really going to be the Bible of um, how to get into the United States. It's going to show uh, the types of letters that need to be written uh, to the different embassies on behalf of the crew members, what information needs to be contained in those letters. It'll show you what a visa looks like afterwards, how to use it, when to use it. Um, and, and if you follow uh, everything in that book, um, which is going to be made available on CDs and on the Internet and so forth, um, we're hoping that that shouldn't be a problem. Um, going over to the first part of your question, um, we've actually heard a lot of positive comments uh, from captains over the last uh, two years and the fact that uh, the information that's been disseminated has helped to improve their, their clearance procedures and some of the, the problems of old aren't repeating themselves. Um, it really has been a, a question of education. 
where the biggest problem has come in is actually educating the uh, Customs and Border Protection personnel. Um, uh, the, it varies from state to state, from port to port. Um, but what we've found is if you carry the right letters, uh, the right documentations, and indeed the USSA and the Marine Industries Association of South Florida have a letter that's signed off by uh, Customs and Border Protection, if you get a copy of that letter, which is available on our website, it really introduces to the officer clearing you in uh, who you are, why you have that type of visa, and why he should let you into the country. So again, um, it, it's an issue that we still need to stay on top of. There's still a lot of work, but there's been a lot of progress being done to date. Right. Good. Good to know. You know, you were talking about um, pilotage before. Let's talk about that a little bit more in depth as well. Um, you know, I think there are, unfortunately, also some captains out there who have been coming in and out of the country for years and didn't even realize that they really technically need to have a pilot on board. And there may be some other captains who may be venturing here for the first time and have never dealt with this issue before stateside. Uh, you know, you mentioned how different cities and different ports have different regulations, and that could be pretty confusing. So why don't you explain what the issue is is all about and why it's really so key to understand how it can vary so much. Yeah, it's become an issue because it really hasn't been enforced in a lot of ports. Um, uh, private yachts, for instance, have been coming into Port Everglades and Fort Lauderdale for, for many, many years. But because it's such a busy port, um, there's not the amount of pilots available to, to go on board and, and bring each vessel in. Yet it clearly says in, in the Port Everglades pilot rules and regulations that vessels over a certain size need to carry a pilot on board. Um, and that 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 uh, practice hasn't been happening um, in uh, Seattle on the west coast, for instance. Uh, the rules up there it's mandatory um, uh, as 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 soon as that vessel I think gets over sixty feet, which is is not not big at all, um, and they are enforcing it up there. So um, again, we are working on getting uh, information, uh, correct information out, so that the captains can make a, a, a proper decision on whether they should be calling and requesting a pilot. Um, and if they get clearance to proceed um, without the pilot, then at least they're covered. Right, right. Good idea. You know, all these briefings that you're having with the, with the captains, I know, are, are helpful to the businesses that address the super yachts and that they get a chance to network with the captains. Um, you know, why would you say that this might be a better opportunity for networking than, say, a, a traditional yacht show? Um, because we, we, we're really dialed in. We're focused on some of the issues. Um, uh, you know, last year we had, uh, again, in conjunction with the Marine Industries Association, the Longshore Act, um, and how that affected uh, yachts clearing clearing in. So we, we had a lot in common, our members did, with the captains and how we would work together so that we can give them products and supplies while they're alongside in port, while they can get work done in the yards and things while they're here. Um, so really the captain's briefings is a, is a good format, uh, not only to have a bit of fun, to network, to get to know each other, but to really uh, focus on some of the serious issues of the day, uh, discuss them and see how we can work through them together. Mm -hmm. Now I know there were there were some other uh, captain's briefings planned for this year, and there was one just held uh, last not last month, but in January in St. Martin. 
Um, you know, what are what are the dates for some of the upcoming briefings, and are they tied to any particular events or shows that are going to make it a little bit, you know, uh, you know, not not convenient because the captains might be in these regions anyway, but maybe bolster the um, you know the, the profile of the briefings. We try and tie it around an event. So, for instance, uh, it's the Newport, Rhode Island uh, boat show in June. Um, so we'll be having our um, uh, captain's briefing up there. Um, we then uh, have another one in Fort Lauderdale, and we really, because that's when uh, the centre of the community comes together, and there are so many captains and crew and senior officers around at that time that we try and get a, a star panel together of, of people who are really um, uh, need to give their information out uh, on a federal level to to the captains. Um, then we'll do another one, as I say. Uh, we, we're just putting the details together now in, uh, to do one in Seattle. Uh, that'll be held uh, in October of next year. Uh, this year, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Now, do you know what any of the topics are uh, besides the, you know, the usual customs and immigration um, updates and things like that? Are, are there some new topics you're looking to explore with them? Um, our advocacy uh, committee is working to put those together now. Um, we are interested right now, we're, we're learning ourselves um, um, and working with some of the federal agencies um, to go over the ballast water uh, and the discharge standards. It's um, commonly referred to as the Clean Water Act. Um, and this has to do with how you discharge your ballast and what you can discharge. Uh, and we want to make sure that those rules and regulations uh, are going to be fair to the private yacht community. So that's a new one that we're going to bring up. Um, and then we want to also get in to understand and address the barriers that are um, uh, for foreign flag recreational yachts doing charters in U.S. waters. And, you know, that's been a long time uh, talked about um, topic and uh, it could be a political hot potato but uh, we are getting asked more and more questions about that so we haven't made a uh, decision whether to go after that and look uh, apart from looking into it and getting some information for the captains that have asked us about that at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know when you're doing these briefings with um, you know Customs and Border Patrol I know they they had a representative at the recent meeting in Fort Lauderdale, and the Pilots Association also had a representative. Um, do the panelists from their organizations and, and other groups give you feedback as well that you use in your discussions with the captains going forward? Yes, absolutely, um, and and we we do that prior to the meeting. Um, we we find out what are some of the um, misunderstandings from their their sides, or what some of their uh, questions have been. Um, and really the format is we try and take those um, off the table really quick and we, we basically hand the microphones over to those that attend uh, so that we can um, have a really good flow, get straight to the point type of uh, session. Um, we don't like going for the scripted sessions and we don't like going for uh, solid infomercials uh, or, or this is the way you should do it, it's my way or the highway. You know, we, we want to really get the captains and those attending interacting with the people on the panel um, and have some serious discussions. And indeed, these discussions have turned into good debates 
which after the panels um, uh, we sit down and we talk about and we talk through the issues and why the debate was caused and hopefully um, that all leads to progress. Mm-hmm. True, true. Better to have the, the debate and maybe a few uh, flaring tempers in the process than to not have the conversation at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, if anybody wants to learn more about these briefings, is there a particular point person within the USSA that they should contact? Yeah, um, we have a, uh, an administrator on the staff, and her name is Julie Lynn. And um, Julie can be um, uh, contacted by email, and the address is info at ussuperyacht.com. And our website uh, will have all the information on there as well, and that is www.ussuperyacht.com. Good, good. Well, Tim, thanks so much for your time today. I, you know, the information that you've provided hopefully is going to help a lot of captains and their bosses and encourage them to reach out to the USSA to learn more, and hopefully some of the uh, federal-level individuals will be reaching out as well. Yes, um, you know, we're a young organization and uh, we're looking forward to, to growing. We already have 130 members uh, on, throughout the country on board. Um, and as we grow, um, we are you know, having these different events so that we can raise money um, with the, the idea of getting a few of our members up to Washington so we can talk to the federal reg- regulators um, and really get them to view the private yacht industry in a totally different way, that, that it does provide jobs um, around the United States, so that it does contribute towards tourism. And just because it's a luxury vessel, that you shouldn't just stand off from it um, and stay away from that, because it, politically it's not correct to be seen uh, to be associated with a private yacht. You know, um, there are thousands and thousands of jobs um, that uh, can be contributed to this industry. Right, absolutely. And there are plenty of statistics available about how the yachts visiting various ports help contribute to the local economy. And in some areas, like in South Florida, they contribute even more money than the cruise ship industry and even the shipping industry, which are two very high-profile and very well-known businesses. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So that's what we're all about. We want to get out there and make a difference. Right, right. Well, great. Everyone, if you'd like to learn more about the U.S. Superyacht Association, like Tim said, you can visit the website which is www.ussuperyacht.com. And if you're interested in Tim's company in particular, Global Marine Travel, you can visit his website, which is www.flygmt.com. Once again, this is Diane Byrne. Thanks so much for tuning in to Megayat News Radio today. To learn more about the Megayat market, you can read my daily blog, listen to exclusive podcasts like this one, and see exclusive videos at www dot